0: Hello. We are so glad that you could join us today. Our prayer is that as you listen to the Word, you would take this time to draw nearer to God as an individual and as a family. God loves you so, so much and His desire is for you to get closer to Him in this season through worship, through dwelling in His Word and prayer.
1: We have been talking about uh, piercing the darkness since action And uh, just reflecting on this, we note that much of society's problems, uh, the things we face in this dark world, be it increased immorality, uh, drug abuse, um, crime, deception, most of these things point to uh, really one thing, shaky foundations. You know, today we celebrate Father's Day and as the world gets darker in its outlook, could there be a relationship in increased darkness and why most believers and non-believers do not have much to celebrate on a day like this. In fact, it is a Father's Day for a lot of people, brings a lot of pain. Could it be that a shaky world, a shaky economy, a shaky nation, a shaky society that we have right now is because we've got shaky foundations in our homes. Simply put, is the world dark because light is missing in our homes? You know, people come out of homes. What we see in society is a reflection of what's coming out in our homes. You know, even behavioral scientists have acknowledged that there's a parallel uh, between the problems that we face in the world from uh, lack of foreign currency to high crime rates and and the things I mentioned before, there's a parallel to all these things and the absence of fathers in homes. When fathering is absent, foundations are shaken. Shaky homes result in shaky societies. Jesus put it this way when he spoke in Matthew 7 verses 21 to 27. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On the day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name, do many mighty works in your name? And then I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of inequity. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat the house, but it did not fall, because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. In this country, we've seen many beautiful houses built. Perfect doors, perfect windows, perfect tiles, perfect bathrooms, even the finish is perfect. The paintwork is magnificent. However, if the foundations are ever found out to be faulty or there are no foundations at all. No matter how beautiful that house is, it will be condemned. Jesus reveals two critical things in the scripture that I've just read. Firstly, works without relationship with the Father will not manifest the kingdom. He says only those who do the will of the Father in heaven will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, in response to this on Judgment Day, some come to him and say, but Lord, didn't we, do, didn't we prophesy, do mighty works? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Listen to Jesus' response. He says, depart from me. I never knew you. Meaning, I have no relationship with you. Your work is of inequity. You did the works that looked like mine, but were not, you had no permission because you had no relationship. Hmm. You are like those who trade in piracy, copying my works without authority and relationship in my name. You're operating in deception, looking like something good on the outside that you are not on the inside. Hmm, this points us to the second point. The cause and effect of the above, Jesus reveals that it's a foundation issue. He addresses the foundations. He says, everyone who hears his words and does them is like the wise man who builds his house on a rock. Christ is the word of God made flesh. Hearing his words is equivalent to doing the Father's will. God the Father is the foundation of sustainable kingdom building. Hearing and doing the, fa- the word of the Father through a relationship with him in his son Jesus Christ helps us build solid foundations. This is kingdom. what kingdom building looks like. However, there are those, a second foundation that Jesus reveals. They are those who do not hear nor do his word. Their foundation is not God. They are not fathered by God. They build on sand. They are like one who builds on sand. Their houses may look pretty, but will not stand the test. They look better on the outside than they actually are on the inside. This is deception. No one likes to be deceived. Especially when you buy a house. Imagine buying a house. It looks beautiful. It looks fantastic on the outside. A few months later, someone comes to you and says, well, this foundation is faulty. Something is wrong with this foundation. In fact, this house has no foundation. It's condemned and it needs to be destroyed. How would you feel? We see houses being demolished in Zimbabwe and it hurts many people. Here's a principle. We all build on the foundation of of a father. The question is, who is your father? James 1 verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Either we are building on the foundation of the father of lights or in his absence, we're building on the foundation of the father of lies. That is the devil himself. The foundation of the father of lights is the rock of the word. The foundation of the father of lies is the shifty sands of confusion, lies, deceptions, which lead to darkness. The darkness that we're experiencing in the world that we're currently living in. There is no middle ground. There's no in between. John 8, verses 42 to 44 says this. Jesus says, If God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are not able to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry, your father, carry out your father's desire. He is a murderer from the beginning and not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus is clear that those who profess to do good works, even in his name, but have no relationship with him and are not fathered by God, Cannot produce or build the kingdom. In fact, they are workers of inequity. They are of their father, the devil. They are deceptive. They look good on the outside, but are poisonous on the inside. They are like a GMO fruit. It looks perfect. Man, you know, on the outside, it looks even better than what the real fruit could look like. But on the inside, it's poisonous. Because its root system has been corrupted. Its root system has been tampered with. Its root system has got anything other than what God the Father created in it. So it's been corrupted. So it becomes poisonous. And when it's ingested in our bodies, we may not feel it right there and then. But eventually our bodies begin to condemn it by producing cancer cells and we become sick. Sick. This means fathering is a foundational issue. It didn't just start when Jesus revealed God in the New Testament. It started way back then, way, way back when. And let's look at and see why fathering is at the core of nation-building And that development. You see, Christ came to reveal God as Father. Before Christ, Israel knew God by his acts. Psalms 103 verse 7 says, Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. They knew his acts, not his heart. They were blinded to him as Father and even got offended when Christ revealed him as Father. They said to him, who are you to call him Father? They were ready to relate to God by his acts, but struggled to relate with him by his heart as a father. Many of us today, believers included, have the same problem. We relate more to the acts of our fathers, good or bad, than we do to their hearts. And our natural relationship with our fathers affects the way we relate and see God. Many relate with God from the same perspective of his acts and not as heart as a father. We are blinded to him as father, yet they, this is the very foundation for us to build on the rock, for us to build solid foundations, for us to build the kingdom, for us to build righteously, for us to bring light into a dark world. We cannot fight darkness with darkness. So the question is, who is your father? There's a father of light, and there's a father of lies. Psalms 11 verse 3 says, If the foundations of a society or godly society are destroyed, that means shaken, moved, corrupted, what can the righteous do? While the Old Testament offered righteousness through acts, through works of the law, the New Testament, the new covenant that Jesus Christ revealed opened us up to the Father heart of God. Offered a lifeline and salvation that came through relationship with us, being made righteous by Christ so we can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. This heart of God, our Father, And the spirit of fathering is key and central to the foundation of any believer. That's why the world fights anything that resembles fathering. Fatherlessness is the biggest pandemic we face today. The answer is not teachers or more teachers or guardians or whatever it is we've replaced. Instead of taking our responsibility as fathers. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 4, verses 15 to 17. He says, even though you have 10,000 guardians or teachers in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I sent to you Timothy, my son in whom I love, who is a faith, who's faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ. Paul says, even though... We may have many teachers, even though there may be many guardians, they are not father. They are not fathering us. Many fathers abdicate their responsibility to father, to teachers, to grandmothers, to their wives, to their girlfriends, to their maids, to their opes, to anything that will take the responsibility We have confused teachers, guardians, and all these things as fathers. Paul says a father is one you imitate. The one who says, come, do as I do. Dress like I dress. Live as I live. That is the one that's father. Jesus modeled this when he walked the earth. When he said you will only do what, what he sees his father does and then he called his disciples to come follow him to imitate him as he's imitating his father. Today we have many fathers who are absent and in their absence Anything that rises up and says, follow me, copy me, do as I do, dress like I dress, becomes father in the place of our absence. So whether it's a gang leader that offers a fatherless child that identity, they'll become a gang, gang member. Whether it's, it's an image on the television and it's a celebrity living immorally and say, live like I do, in the absence of a father that says, imitate me, become like me, live like me, our children will become what that voice says. The father of lies that they see is the father of lies they will follow. That means a father has to be present. He has to be an example. That means he has to be observable. And he has to be one you can emulate. You cannot imitate that which is not present. Proximity, therefore, determines and becomes very important to a father leading by example, training a child, to a father imitating, setting an example or a pattern for a child to imitate, setting a way for a child to follow. As Pastor Bonnie says, Proximity determines potential. So good to have you home, Pastor Bonnie. Most men have had no pattern to to follow. And because they've had no pattern to follow, they uh, have become insecure in leading their children, in leading their families in the way they should go. Jesus confirmed this pattern of imitation in John 5, verse 19, and you heard me quote this before. Jesus gave this answer. He says, verily, verily, I tell you, the son can do nothing of himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. We have many, many men doing nothing. Because they're by themselves because they've not had a pattern to follow. In our men's ministry, in Be That Man and in MIM, the biggest issue we deal with, the biggest issue that brings men to tears is fathering. It's the same in our ladies' ministry. It's the same in children that are unruly in schools. It's the same issue that we can trace every societal problem that we go to, absence of proper fathering. Therefore, imitation is the pattern for building. A man needs a pattern to follow. The more he understands and follows the pattern, especially a godly pattern, the more secure he is in leading others to imitate him as he follows that pattern. Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 7 says this, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words I command you today, you shall, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house. You shall wo- when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be on your frontlets. Between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This, was the, this instruction was to fathers, the priests of the home. They were to be present, spend time instructing children, leading by example, showing them in their daily lives so their children could in turn imitate them and follow the pattern that is set before them. Psalm 74, 78 Verses 5 to 8 says this, he decreed statutes from Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children. So the next generation will know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn will tell their children and they would then put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but keep his commands. The spirit of fathering is so foundational that God provides for those without fathering, without fathers. He is a good father in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. So there may be a lot today that are in pain. They've suffered the injunction of either bad fathering from Fathers who are present, or present fathers who are really absent in their role of fathering their children. Or worse still, there are some whose fathers totally abdicated responsibility. They don't know their fathers, don't have a relationship with their fathers. There's some here that tragically, sadly, Sarah mentioned before, may have lost their father and their father is by remembrance. God has made a way. He says he's a father to the fatherless. In Psalm 68 verses 5 to 6, he says, a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widow, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. In James 1 verse 27, he reminds the church that true religion is taking care of the widow and the orphan in their time of need. That means to God, fathering is a serious matter. It is so serious that in the absence of a natural father, that is supposed to represent him, that is supposed to replicate his pattern, that is supposed to love children, that is supposed to show them the way, that is supposed to train them in the way they should go, that is supposed to write the law on their hearts, that is supposed to write them on their doorposts, that is supposed to fellowship with them, that is supposed to be present with them, that is supposed to set an example for them to emulate, that God himself steps in. He says, I'll do it. Where a man is absent, God provides a way through his government, through his church, to step in and father the fatherless. He provides for us all, spiritual fathers here on earth, who mentor us in spiritual things. Paul said it this way in verse 15b of 1 Corinthians 4. He said, for Christ Jesus, I became your father in the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I, say, I have sent you Timothy. In the same way that he imitates Christ, he is sending someone who imitates him as he imitates Christ. He says, Timothy is my faithful son whom I love, whom is faithful to the Lord. He will remind you of my way and life in Christ. Paul becomes a father through the gospel To urge those he's called to, to imitate him as he imitates Christ. The pattern is established by Christ himself as he follows God, imitates God and calls others to imitate him. Call the disciples to follow him as he followed Christ. Imitate me as I do what I only see my father do. To perpetuate imitation, sons are sent to represent the heart of the father. Jesus, as Christ, revealed the heart of the Father by initiating, imitating Him, and teaching others to imitate Him. He sent to us apostles, gifts, he says, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, as gifts to the body of Christ to teach us, to teach others to imitate their lives, to imitate their lives as they imitate Christ. Paul put it this way in 1st. Uh, Corinthians 11 verse 1. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You see, God uses his government, his church, to perpetuate the spirit of fathering. So it's the foundation of believers' lives. The church, headed by spiritual fathers, teaches fathers the foundation of building the kingdom. God is the father of that kingdom. You know, 23 years ago, my own natural father died. Three months before he died, unbeknown to us, he had gotten born again, got baptized. But he was so sick at the time, and he had just come into the kingdom, he could not train us, or didn't have time to train us in this new pattern that he had been initiated in. I got born again a year after he died. It was years after being in this church that I realized what God means when he says he becomes a father to the fatherless. He places the lonely in families. In the absence of my own father, in the absence of the training that he would have desired to give me, but couldn't give me, the training that he wanted to give me, but maybe didn't give me, God provided a spiritual father to train me in the way of the kingdom, to train me in the light. God provided a spiritual father to introduce me to the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. How will I know of this father unless someone is sent? I'm so grateful for Pastor Tom, so thankful for the number of years he's poured in to fathering me, so thankful for building on the foundation that my father would have desired, would have wanted for me as a son, but unfortunately didn't have the time, at the time to do that. Those today who have natural fathers, who either may not be born again, or for some reason or the other may not be able to fulfill this mandate or their desire to father their children. God says, I place the lonely in families. God provides spiritual fathers to show us the pattern to imitate spiritually. They teach us. It was right here that I learned to deal with the pain and the hurt I had from my own father. And I've dealt with men who have pain from their own father. It is right here that they taught, still taught to honor their fathers. We're teaching you again. Today is Father's Day. I don't know what the situational relationship is with your father, but the Bible says, honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you. It's right here that you're taught that. It says, honor them if they're not born again, but do not imitate their ways. So you honor your natural father, but you imitate the ways of those that are following Christ. Today, If you're a dad like me and you're a believer, man, as I prepared this word, it challenged me. It challenged me to the core, to want to be better, to want to do more, to want a father better, to be more intentional. And I'm hoping it's challenging you to do the same thing. To the children, that are fathers that are in the kingdom, fathers who are believers, fathers who are doing their best to be like Timothy, a son that's sent out to be. Like Timothy, faithfully serving their pastor. Their lives are pointing them or doing their best to point their children to Christ-likeness. Those fathers are worthy of double honor. Celebrate them today. As we close, I want to encourage those of us that are fathers that are here (coughs) that it will take intentionality. We've got to aim to be better today than we were yesterday and take necessary steps to do so. And also aim to be better tomorrow than we are today, to be intentional with our children, to be intentional to be present. To be intentional to be an example that points them to Christ-likeness. To be intentional to be an example that they would like to emulate and imitate as we imitate Christ. Those of you that are here and you do not know Christ. You don't have a relationship with the Father of lights. You're already building on the wrong foundation. You're building on the foundation of the father of lies. Jesus came to give us a lifeline. He came to introduce you and I, anyone that may not know God, anyone that may not have a relationship with God, not by his acts, not by the stories you hear, but have a relationship with him as Father. Have a relationship with him in knowing his heart. Jesus came to reveal that father heart of God. And today, that light can come into your life. So that you know how to live in this dark world. You will know how to have a solid foundation in this dark world. And you too may be able to train your children. And train those that come after you to imitate you as you imitate Christ. If that is you and you're not born again, you've never received Christ into your life, I want to give you that opportunity. I want to pray with you. I'm going to ask you to, wherever you are, to bow your head and say this after me. The Bible says that we, if you we confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, he says you are saved. Because Jesus is the son that God sent to reveal his heart as father. So say this after me, say, Father today, I receive your gift in Jesus Christ. I thank you that you sent your son to reveal your father heart to me. Today, I desire to build wisely to place my life upon the rock. I choose to be directed by the Father of lights. Today, Lord, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord. And declare and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I choose today to give my life to you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new slate. Make me white as snow in your precious name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, the Bible says that you're born again. You've come into the kingdom of God. You can begin to be a wise builder under God himself as your father, the father of lights directing you. We have some numbers at the bottom of the screen. If you could call those numbers and let the person on the other end of the line know the decision you made. They want to pray with you and also let you know the next steps that you can take from you. For the rest of us, today is a special day. It's time to celebrate your father. Natural, if they're still there, good or bad, the Bible says honor them. Those of you that are remembering your fathers today, it's a good time to get the family together and Speak to the family about what your father taught you in Christ. But also, I'm trusting that you in a church community. It will be good that you remember your spiritual father, those that are teaching the ways of the Lord, those that are walking fearfully and circumvently before the Lord. So, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. all the children, happy celebrations as you celebrate your fathers. To our spiritual father here, Pastor Tom, happy Father's Day to you. God bless you all. We love you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that you were blessed and that God will continue to transform your life in this season. If you have a testimony or need prayer and counseling, please send a WhatsApp or a call me to plus 263-784-303900 or plus 263-717-459999. We want to hear from you. And we are here for you and are ready to listen to you, to pray for you and to celebrate with you. So thank you. We love you and stay safe.